Amen. Amen. Praise God. God. This, uh, this revival has been a bit special for me as well because I got to see Pastor Lamb and hang out with him and his good lady wife and just enjoy what God is doing as well. So it's been great. Amen. Um, this song I'm going to do was written to illustrate the sermon I'm going to preach. It's literally written for this sermon. And this song is about music. Um, if anyone's filming it, if, if Major or Gene or one of you guys, if you could film this, because there's a part of this song that my son wrote, who is now backslid, and I'm going to send him this video and say, you see, boy, your lyrics are still being used. He, me and him wrote this song. We were speaking about the power of music. And what music does is it changes the spiritual climate. It shifts things in the spiritual realm. See, this realm that we're in is the first heaven. The second heaven is where the angels and demons are, are at war. And the first heaven is where God is. And, this, and music and prayer, these things penetrate these realms. They literally change the spiritual climate in our lives. And this music was written to, um, to illustrate that. This song was written to, to show us that. And so it's a very difficult song. I'm stalling because I know the breathing techniques what I'm going to need. This is going to be like doing a... This is like a gymnastics lesson for a singer. So, amen. Uh, hit me. Music makes you happy, but it can make you cry. A song can remind you of a distant day and take you back in time. Music has a power, it's spiritual, you see. Lucifer abused it, but it's meant for you and me to praise and glorify the King of all kings. Jesus Christ, don't you know that music, music is a wonderful thing, yeah, that's why we use that, to glorify the King of all kings, yes it is, yes it is, the devil was an angel and with music, he praised the Lord on high. To a abducted man And now he uses music To spread his lies The devil's taking music Using it with all his might Lifting up what is ungodly Undermining what is right But now we're taking music back To introduce the lost To Jesus Christ Don't you know that Music Music is a wonderful thing To glorify the King of all kings Yes it is, yes it is M is for music, U is for use it S for salvation, I for innovation C's for your conscience, we're shaking it up They use it for nonsense, in the club shaking it up But it wasn't meant for that purpose Of urging virgins to become skirtless Young men yearning to go out hurting Stealing and killing, please would you listen The music we use it to see life change Hands raised, your soul snatched from the flames One voice, one name, Christ we proclaim Unashamed of the one who pumps blood through my veins So I gotta get a beat and a verse Until my verse got a cheap trice and a curve It ain't a mystery how you get eternal life through metamorphosis where you meet Christ. Music, music is a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's why we use 
to glorify the King of all kings. Yes, it is. So we're taking back the music, taking back the melody, preaching all around the world until around the world they see that the reason for the melody, the rhythm and the rhyme, is to let the people know Jesus gives eternal life. And we're running out of time, and the time has come to see Jesus is the only way for all humanity. You might feel the music, but the message that we bring, the only way to heaven, give your life to him. Music, music is a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's why we use it to glorify the King of all kings. Yes, it is, yes, it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jake, your lyrics live on, son. Praise God. This next song uh, was written uh, when I was in a car with some pastors. It's Christmas time. And one of them says the words, Everybody loves the baby, but they crucify the man. And that was unnecessary. Everybody loves the baby, but, but they crucified the man. See, when Jesus Christ was a baby, everyone said, oh, isn't it sweet? But when he became a man, he started pointing his fingers in people's face and telling people to repent. And they said, we've got to get rid of this guy. And it's the same today. This, this song's called The Baby. Listen to the words, amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, hallelujah, yeah. See, everybody loves a baby, but they crucified the man. But he's coming back again as a king, a king. On the day that Jesus Christ was born, the angels came and sang Hosanna in the highest to the Son of God, the King is born. And when Jesus Christ became a man, he prayed for the sick, even raised the dead, because he had dominion over all things. But wicked men, they hated him And they tried to find a way How they might crucify him But everybody loves a baby But they crucified the man But he's coming back again As a king See, everybody loves a baby, but they crucified the man, but he's coming back again 
as a king, a king. When Jesus Christ was crucified, the people said, Hey, if you're really the Son of God, get down from the cross. And they laughed as yes, they laughed. But Jesus said, Forgive them, Father. They know not what they're doing. And he died for all mankind on that lonely, lonely, lonely day. But three days later, he rose from the dead and he saved a million souls. Healed my broken heart since then. Everybody loves the baby. But they crucified the man. He's coming back again As a king Oh, oh, oh As a king Yes, he is, yeah Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah Everybody loves a baby But they crucified the man but he's coming back again As a king As the king of all, all kings Yes, he is Oh, yeah Yeah, Jesus Christ is coming back Some people don't believe that but when it comes, they're gonna have a heart attack Oh yeah, my friend With 10,000 of his saints He's gonna split the sky And on that day Beware, yeah Cause he'll be the king of all kings no more the land Ain't nobody gonna crucify him again No, no, my friend He'll be the king of all kings And every knee will bow Every tongue will confess To my Lord Oh yes The king of all kings Bill Clinton gonna bow his knee Hitler gonna bow his knee Mahatma Gandhi gonna bow his knee Muhammad Ali gonna bow his knee You and me, we're gonna be there Which side you gonna be on, my friend? Oh yes, yes, yes the king of all kings. Mm. Hallelujah. He's the king. You know, the only reason people ain't bowing to him now is because they don't believe. But we're the smart ones. We bow now. Because we're going to have to bow then anyway. This next song, mini concert. Right? One more song. This next song... This was written 
when I had an encounter with a man who, who, who said the words, he said the words to me, I don't need God. He said, you people, you believe that everyone wants Jesus, but some people don't believe in God, he said to me. And I strongly believe he was a backslider because he was more aggressive than the average person against Jesus. And backsliders tend to be like that because they want to push it out of their mind. But this man said these words and I couldn't forget what he said. And I started to imagine him standing before God. And I started to paint this picture in my mind. And this song is in three different stanzas. The first one is the initial shock and terror of realizing that this is all true. The second one is you meeting Jesus. And the third one is the beginning of the end of, of everything where you just, there's no more hope. I want you to listen to the words because there's people here, if you're not careful, this is where you're going to end up. This song's called Five More Minutes. Listen to the words. <gasps> Five more minutes, just five more minutes of life And I will pray Don't leave me this way Judgment day has come And now the mystery's begun Gonna stand before the Holy One there's nowhere left to run Now you suddenly recall Every time you heard Jesus call And how you just ignored it all And now your back's against the wall You're so afraid, so, so, so alone your way out of this one with a ton of precious gold now all the things you bought and sold none of them can ever ever pay for your soul I just need five more minutes just five more minutes of life and I will pray realize you're no longer alone you turn around the king of kings seated on his throne he beckons you to bow down low you begin to plead for your soul and Jesus looks you directly in your eyes and tears begin to fill his own eyes oh now this takes you so by surprise Never ever have you seen such eyes And with a voice like you never heard before He says, oh my child Today you broke my heart Cause now forever we must part Me to the light, you to the dark I just need five more minutes Just five more minutes of life and I will pray Don't leave me this way Suddenly you hear a screaming sound You realize it's you that's screaming Demons take you down There's only one place you're going now Into a lake of fire you must 
must drown and somehow you know this is all your fault cause you pushed away Jesus every time you heard him call now you must pay for your soul Jesus tried to pay but you told him no I just need five more minutes just five more minutes of life and I will pray don't leave me this way I just need five some people's fate in this room if you don't listen to the preacher 2nd Chronicles 5.13 also John 14.30 I know that your pastor is one of the best preachers in the world I'm not, I'm not just bigging him up, he is and if you can't listen to him I mean you're in big trouble you got the and there's people here you need to listen to. Music changes the mood. It affects atmospheres. It changes spiritual climate. It, with the right music, men can do great things. Apparently Hitler was obsessed with Wagner's music. Ride of the Valkyries was his favourite piece of music by Wagner. The Third Reich was built on music. The Roman Empire, no doubt. Music's so important and we, we don't understand how important it is. I want to preach about music. I want to talk about it because I understand it and I know what it is. I know what it does to people. I know how it affects people. I know how it can change the spiritual climate in a church when you sing the right songs instead of them eye-centered choruses. I know how music affects people's spirit. I know how it can make people murder, make people be the backdrop to people falling in love. Think about music, every situation in your life, many of them are attached to different songs. Me and my wife, we met and there was a song called I Choose You. That's our song. You've got your song. Everyone's got memories attached to music and I want to preach about it because music opens doors for good and evil. It opens doors uh, where the Holy Ghost can actually come down and influence spiritual climate and it also opens doors for the devil. Second Chronicles 5.13 This is one of those doors opening. We're going to look at this. It says these words, Indeed it came to pass 
When the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. John 14.30 says this, I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Amen. Father, help us understand how we need to close these doors and open righteous doors. I pray, help us to judge the high places in our lives and to go on and have supernatural revival. Help us to sanctify ourselves, Father. Help me to articulate these things, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to play some pieces of music. This is a, a song that we've all heard. It really can change the atmosphere. Um, just listen to this for a second. It's really, really powerful piece of music. Um, amen. Just listen and, and, and feel, feel how the atmosphere changes when we listen to this. Amen. Is that the right one? I don't know. Listen, music has the ability to change the spiritual climate. Right, now listen to this piece of music. I mean, all it is is music. But you can, listen, just as objects attract spiritual entities, right? You know, you've got some certain objects, you know, and people have done witchcraft over them. And they attract certain spirits. And if you've got them in your house, you need to get rid of them. Well, music can do exactly the same thing. Listen to this piece of music. It is so weird. The atmosphere is going to change now. I mean, what is that, man? You know what I'm saying? I don't like it. Do you, can you feel something like something's coming? You know what I'm saying? Huh? Wait, wait, listen. Uh-uh. Me not, me not like that, me not like that music. Take it off, take it off. Right? So it's more than just a mood. The spiritual climate changes when you listen to certain music. You drive your car, you listen to rock and roll, you drive a little bit faster. Right? You listening to reggae, you drive a bit slower, you chill off a bit. Music can do that to you. In our text, verse 14, the priest could not continue in ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. See, music in this text opens up a spiritual doorway for the Holy Spirit to come down in the form of a cloud. Can you imagine being in that service? How it must have felt. The word of God speaks of three heavens. The first heaven is where we are. The second heaven is the spiritual realm. This is where angels and demons are, are clashing. This is why the Bible speaks about war in the heavenlies. And the third realm is where God lives. That's why they call Satan the prince of the power of the air. He functions in the second heaven, in the spirit realm, above the earth. In this realm, angels and demons influence men 
Angels guide men to God. Demons push men away from God. And one of the most powerful tools they use is music. That's why the Bible talks about war in the second heaven. An example of this is in Daniel 10. Daniel prays and his prayer is contested. Verse 12 says, then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I've come because of your words. This is an angelic being speaking to Daniel. Then he says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia, who's he talking about now? The demon that rules the nation of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Amen. What does that mean? What is all that? That's very mysterious. What's that talking about? What are we talking about here? What is that? Okay, let me explain. That doorway between here and that realm, the spirit realm, we can open it through prayer and through music. We can hinder demons or hinder angels, depending on what music we're playing in our house. Have you ever noticed how people change through music? They change the way they dress, they change the way they act. Your teenager goes to bed one day and then he wakes up someone different. You're talking to him and all of a sudden he's giving you some attitude. Why? Because he's listening to attitude. And, and sometimes they go to sleep with their headphones in their ears and they wake up, they're a different person. There's witchcraft in music, church. Before I got saved, I learned this from my witch. It's a long story, we don't have time, but I met a witch. She said to me, I had a dream about you, you're going to be really famous, and I want to teach you things. And, and I, I'm like, okay, I'm smoking weed, and I'm kind of, yeah, all right. So she starts telling me, you know, that the, the Egyptians, they had this system called the chakras. Human body is separated into three chakras, and each chakra is influenced by music. Now, I don't know about the truth of this, but it, it rings true. She said the lower chakra is influenced uh, it's, it's the sexual nature and it's influenced by bass notes and by drums and by the lower musical registers. Then she said the middle chakra is the soul. This can be influenced by mid-range music like piano, cello, the voice frequency. And then she said the higher part of man, the spirit, is influenced by high frequency music, strings, voices. And I took all this on board and I incorporated all this into my music. And the plan of the devil was that this woman teaches me this stuff, then I get a record contract, then I lead all the children behind me with my wicked music. But God stepped in and said, no, you're going to lead my people. And music really can unlock. I mean, I mean, that song, I sang a song the other night called Jesus is Alive. Now, we was outreaching in Scotland. Scotland is a place full of dour Scotchmen who don't smile. There's nothing funny about Scotland. If you ever go there, don't say hello to anybody in the street because they'll ask you, what the hell are you talking about? And they're very serious. And so, you know, we're trying to give out flyers in Scotland. What do you give me that for? And then my, I sing this song, Jesus is Alive. And I watched in amazement as the spiritual climate began to change. People began to, oh, what's that? Then they start taking flyers, man. I'm like, man, I, I need to remember this. See, music unlocks the spirit realm. There's examples all through the Bible of music unlocking the spirit realm. Elisha, in 2 Kings 3, Elisha wants to get the mind of God. 
So he calls a musician to play. Second Kings 3.15, he says, now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of God came upon Elisha and he began to prophesy. Music opened the spirit realm. As music played, the angels of God began to show the prophet the mind of God. Music can also open up that same realm for demonic spirits, fallen angels to influence people. Daniel 3 talks about Nebuchadnezzar who makes a huge image and he tells everyone, bow down to this image. And then he says in verse 4, it is commanded, O peoples, nations and languages, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. This is a demonic atmosphere being created by ungodly worship of a human. They are literally summoning fallen angels. Now let's bring this forward to the 20th century. Music has been hijacked by Satan in the 20th century. If you told someone in the year 1905 that 50 years from now there's going to be riots in the streets and mass rebellion amongst youth and it's all going to be down to music, they would have laughed in your face. But that's exactly what happened and it was all to do with music. In the 1920s, you had the jazz music revolution, which brought outrage to society because women started wearing short skirts and dancing to the Charleston. And then in 1955, rock and roll came along. A film came out called Black Ball Jungle. And all of a sudden, there was riots everywhere this film was shown. And uh, it featured a rock and roll, the world's first rock and roll soundtrack. Kids came to see it for the music. But the film was about teenage rebellion and the two things synthesised something. It synthesised teenage rebellion. In fact, that word teenager was not heard until 1955. 1956, Elvis Presley comes along. The churches called his music demonic. People started writing at his concerts. In the 1950s, there was a cultural and a spiritual shift and most of it was down to music. The word teenager did not exist before then. But after that, teenagers started demanding their rights and it was all to do with music. It inspired and it defined a rebellious generation. Now, let's ask a question. How did music inspire rebellion? Well, music penetrates man's outer shell and opens him up to suggestion. Let me explain this. If I said to you, kill all the white people, you wouldn't be like, what are you talking about? But if I sang it, and I sang it well enough, you'd be like, yeah. Bob Marley, that's exactly what he did. There was a skit on Eddie Murphy's skit where he goes, kill the white people, a chicken, a chicken. But you see, Bob Marley did do that. He sang songs about them crazy ballads, and everyone was like grooving on it. Even the white people was grooving. It's blatant racism. Same thing with ultra right-wing skinhead music. You see, you can suggest things to people through music that you can't say to them. The story of the Pied Piper is a story of a man who goes to a village and it's overrun with rats. And so they say to the Pied Piper, please get rid of the rats. So he plays his flute and if the rats follow him, they follow the music out into the river and he gets rid of the rats. Then he says, okay, pay me the money. And they say, no. So then he plays the flute again and all the children follow him. That's a perfect description of what Satan has done in this generation through rock and roll music, 
through reggae music, through punk rock music. He's made different generations follow him. See, in the 1960s, it really took a shift. The hippie movement came along. Turn on, tune in, drop out. The man behind the, this movement was a man called Timothy Leary. He was the apostle of LSD. The only reason I ever took LSD was because this man made it something where you need to do. You need to take LSD, man. Are you experienced? And all of a sudden, everybody wants to take LSD because of music. Punk rock, the breakdown of society, the postmodern world, all of it was ushered in through music. And Lucifer's spirit is behind it, as he is behind much of what is trending in this world at the moment. See, Lucifer was a rebel. That's why worldly music is synonymous with rebellion, because Satan is the ultimate rebel. The late 60s, early 70s, all of this period, music was influencing youth. But then in the very late 60s and very early 70s, something happened. There was a shift. Suddenly, people started getting saved and different music started coming out. Larry Norman, a band called Love Song. Even in our own fellowship, there was a band called Eden. These people did powerful music that drew many people to Jesus. Because music is a tool for evangelism. I want to ask a question. What realm is the music that you listen to opening up around your life? If you can imagine playing music and all of a sudden a door opens in the spirit realm and demons come through or angels. And I want to ask you, what are you opening the door to? Angels or demons? I want to play another piece of music. This is called Day Is Done and it's by a man called Nick Drake. I'm going to keep speaking as they're preparing it. Nick Drake was a musician who was in the early 1970s, this man started playing music. And he was so tormented. And his music was so beautiful. And it influenced David Bowie, Elton John, all of these modern people. It influenced all of them. And it's a very beautiful song. And what it did was it made people just mellow. But it also did something else. Because I remember listening to it. And I went through a period of weird depression after listening to it, and I couldn't understand. And then I started reading about the life of Nick Drake, and I realised, actually, Nick Drake killed himself. If we can have the music. Listen, listen to this. This is so weird, but so beautiful, but it's so deadly. Because every suggestion of every note is depression and suicide. But it's so subtle that you don't really see what's going on. But then when you realise that the man killed himself, then you realise... Listen to this. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Okay, we're, uh, listen to, just listen to this for a few seconds. Subtle, you can't really see what's happening. That is really depressing. And that man killed himself. Man. Thanks for that. 
I remember pioneering. There's another piece of music I want to play you called Waging War. Just play it right now if you can. This piece of music, my daughter, I'm pioneering. My daughter's watching me pioneer. She's watching me suffer like a pig. And so she says, Dad, you need cheering up. And she goes to me, listen to this. Yeah, just keep playing it. She says, listen to this music, Dad. So I'm listening to it one day. I'm writing my sermon. And as I'm writing my sermon and listening to this music, I'm feeling some victory come down. I'm like, yo, we can take the world. Listen to it. The woman's voice. For your glory, we're taking territory, fighting unseen enemies like never before. I had it on repeat, and I suddenly got the victory. And I'm, I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm writing my sermon. Mm, there's victory, man. Victory is coming down in my office, and it's just through music. Listen to the chorus. She's got the victory, man. And she's imparting that victory into you. As you're listening to it, the doors of heaven are opening. Amen. Thank you. So I want to ask again, what doors are opening over your life? I want to show you a photograph of a man called Alistair Crowley. This man's a famous man in the UK. This man, uh, who was he? Well, he was born in 1875. He was the son of a Plymouth Brethren preacher and he was known as the wickedest man in the world. He was into Satanism hardcore. That's an understatement. He called himself the Beast 666. He was an MI5 spy. He was a warlock. He was a sexual pervert. He was a drug addict, a satanic priest. He had influence over rocket scientist Jack Parsons, author L. Ron Hubbard the father of Scientology, and Timothy Leary, who was the man who said, turn on, tune in, and drop out. I want to show you another photo. All these people are doing signs that uh, Alistair Crowley, in his book, tells people to do. They're all influenced by him. He was a witch. He wrote a Bible, a satanic Bible, called the Book of the Law. He said that this book was dictated to him by demons. Many rock stars have read this book, Jay-Z, let's, let's, let's have a look at some more pictures. Uh, number three picture, let's have a look at that. The Beatles, famous rock band. This is their most successful album of all time, Sgt. Pepper. And right up on the top left is Aleister Crowley. In 1967, it was 20 years after Aleister Crowley died, and their most famous song off that album, the song Sgt. Pepper, says, it was 20 years ago today, Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. Sgt. Pepper is him. He was a man who influenced people to do wickedness. He said, speak backwards, walk backwards. Who does that remind you of? Let's look at Michael Jackson's album cover. Because Michael Jackson walked backwards, didn't he? He spoke backwards. And he's uh, got Alistair Crowley on the cover of his album. See, Alistair Crowley pops up everywhere. Everywhere you look, this man appears. Let's look at Michael Jackson's album. He's on there. He's mentioned in Jimmy Page's uh, autobiography. In fact, Jimmy Page, leader of Led Zeppelin, bought Alistair Crowley's house. That's Alistair Crowley down in the bottom right-hand corner with the little boy on his head, which is uh, speaking about disgusting se sexual perversion, which Michael Jackson was into. You see, his influence was totally demonic. This is what he said. He said, I was not content to believe in a personal devil and serve him in the ordinary sense of the word. I wanted to get hold of him personally 
and become his chief of staff on the earth. Magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. Ordinary morality is for ordinary people. One of the most famous statements that Alistair Crowley said was, do what thou wilt. Let's have a photograph of, of Jay-Z. Let's see what Jay-Z's on about. He translated this into the 60s mantra, if it feels good, do it. Turn on, tune in, drop out. What does that say on his shirt? It says, do what thou wilt, which is the first commandment in the Satanic Bible, which Alistair Crowley wrote. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Let's have a look at a former president. Let's see what he's wearing. What's that on his shirt? Alistair Crowley. All of these people are into this dude. He's a witch. Alistair Crowley is a witch. I want to ask a question now. Is he influencing me and you? John 14.30, the second text I read, says these words. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Jesus is saying that Satan has no way of influencing me. I want to ask a question. Does he have a way of influencing you through your music? Music influences people. Pastor Garrett King told me a story, which I'll never forget. He said when he was younger, he heard a song called My Tenderoni. And it was a song of teenage lust. And he began to desire his own tenderoni. And he began to look for a girl based on that song. Like I said, you drive a car, you listen to certain rock music. There's a song called Walk This Way. I love that song by Aerosmith. It is wicked. Walk this way. But I can't listen to it. Because I will drive too fast and crash. There's an album by Pink Floyd. It's called Dark Side of the Moon. It is a work of genius. Can I listen to it? No. Because it brings you into a weirdness. After you listen to it, you don't want to go to church. You want to smoke a joint is what you want to do. But it gets worse than that. In 2009, a young man killed four people in a remote place in Virginia. And when they asked him what, what got into you, he said, it's the music I listen to. He, he, he describes it as horrorcore music. There's been many people who've been asked, why did you do what you did? And they said, well, it was Eminem's lyrics or it was some kind of music. See, the, there's power in music. Have you ever listened to Handel's Messiah? It's that song that goes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Who knows that song? When you hear that, I mean, it may not be your kind of music, but it opens doors. You can feel the Holy Ghost when you hear that. See, we have to judge demonic music and wean ourselves off it. And we have to focus on listening to the right music because God, sometimes people take two steps forward and three steps back in Jesus, simply because of the music they're listening to. Obviously, this is not just music, this is what we watch. This is the films we watch. In fact, this sermon was inspired by a sermon your pastor preached called Satan's Pulpit. And Satan's other pulpit is music. He speaks to people, he influences people, and we need to judge it. I once spoke to a pastor. Uh, he's a man of God, and we were talking about the things of God. Then we started talking about music. And he was animated before, but he became extremely animated when we started talking about 60s rock and roll. He started talking about, yeah, Jefferson Airplane and Hendrix and 
the Beatles, and, and I thought, that, that stuff's demonic. I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If I heard it now, I'd be rocking to it, but it's demonic. We have to judge this stuff. God is a jealous God. Exodus 34, verse 13, you shall worship no other God before me. For the Lord your God, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. In, as I'm closing, in, in the Bible, there's a certain cycle. And it's a cycle, it's like a roller coaster. It's like as soon as Israel judges their high places, they prosper. But when Israel doesn't judge the high places, they go down. It's like a roller coaster based upon whether or not they've sanctified themselves. See, when we have things in our hearts that rival God for our affections, God becomes jealous. This happens when worldly music, eye-centered choruses, when these things become idols and we are, they are allowed to remain in the high places. We have to judge the high places in our lives. But what are the high places? In Israel, it was Baal worship. But in the modern church, it's TV, it's films, and it's worldly music. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you must destroy your TV. What I'm saying is, though, you must judge it. Some of you, you've got to judge what you're looking at and what you're listening to. Once someone asked me once, why do you not want a TV? I said, because I don't want people fornicating in my house. And it's the same with music. I don't want people encouraging fornication in my house. My children are listening to that and they're getting influenced. I don't want this. Every time Israel destroyed the high places, they prospered. Deuteronomy 12.2, you shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. This is a picture of the same thing I'm talking about, destroying that which the nations that we dispossess have been into before we came along, and that is their high places of their entertainment and their music. 1 Kings 15.14, a sad phrase is repeated again and again in the Bible, but the high places were not removed. In fact, many of the kings did not remove the high places. There was only two kings that did, and both of them had revival. 2 Kings 18.4, he removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars. Josiah, that was Hezekiah, and Josiah in 2 Kings 23.19, Josiah took away all the shrines of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria. This is the only way to deal with it, ruthlessly. The high places of music must be destroyed ruthlessly. I was pioneering in Northampton as I'm closing, and Pastor Paul Body was in Birmingham, we used to stay around each other's house. We became very close friends. And uh, the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. So one day, I don't know if it was Paul or if it was me, but for the purpose of this sermon, I'm not going to reveal who it was. But one of us said to the other one, you know what, I'm listening to some bad, I'm listening to music that ain't good. And it turned out to be Pink Floyd. And then the other one went, yeah, same here. I'm listening to Pink, I love Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is a beautiful band, but they bring me down. We started to realise this is not conducive to our spiritual climate in our home and in our mind. Listening to songs about paranoia and murder and death and insanity. Because that's what Dark Side of the Moon is about. And the more I listened to it, the more depressed I got. Then we realised, you know, I've got some Bob Marley I've got to get rid of. 
There's some Led Zeppelin that's got to go. I can't be listening. This stuff is messing me up. Every time I go forward for God, I'm listening to it. It's pulling me back. And we both decided. Acts 19, 18. Many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. We got rid of some expensive music that day. Music is a high place. It is a place of compromise. It is a place where you allow freely into your spirit demonic forces. Demonic. If you can know what these people do. Listen, I was in the music business. These people are wicked. When I say they're wicked, nasty, perverted, disgusting, abomination people. They do things I don't want to say in here. I wouldn't even say what they do. What I've seen them do. They're nasty. And we're going to listen. We're going to fellowship with. Because that's what it is. You fellowship with them. When you listen to their music. You're fellowshipping with nasty people. Dirty, filthy, disgusting, abomination. I know some of them. I know some of these people. They're disgusting. Record producers. Who do things which I cannot repeat what they do. But you can imagine. You can fill in the blank. And then you're going to listen to them because they're talented. See, talent is seductive. Talent makes people think that you must be a good guy because you're talented. No, you're just a person with talent. The high places must be torn down. The only right experience that we need to have with music is a Holy Ghost one. Now, did I say, am I saying that all worldly music is evil? No, I'm not. Obviously, I'm not saying that. Some music's just neutral. The guy's singing a song about the girl that he loves. <laughs> I love you, baby. That's it. He loves her. That's it. He's just expressing that. You know, some music is very simply just nice music. But some of it, you, you know which one I'm talking about, man. Some of it's demonic. Highway to hell. You know how many pastors' ass I've been around and I've seen that album in their ass? Why are you listening to that? Get rid of that thing. And I'm talking to myself. Because I've had to get rid of it. And periodically it sneaks back in. Because it's so seductive. But we have to judge it tonight. There's only one spiritual experience we should have with music. That is a Holy Ghost one. Because the music that we listen to is not Holy Ghost. But the true purpose of music is to glorify God. That's the only reason music was created. For worship. For rejoicing. Even God sings. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God in your midst, the Holy One will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. But music's been hijacked by Satan. Is all worldly music evil? No. But we need discernment to divide the innocent from the demonic. Psalms 97. Let the Bible have the last word. 97 verse 10, hate evil, you who love the Lord, who preserves the souls of his godly ones. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. We must hate evil. We must trample on the devil's works. We must burn our CDs. Don't, don't even sell it, just burn it, just step on it, mash it up, brock it. Judge it. When you got saved, what did they say to you? Well, you know, if you're saved, you, you need to deal with certain things. Cigarettes, you know, trample on them. 
get dominion. Same thing with music. Satan was the song leader in heaven. He knows exactly how to seduce people. And some of you, he's making you take two steps forward, three steps back. You go round and round in a circle because of what you're listening to. It's time to have a CD smashing ceremony. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Our king is very jealous of us. He's really jealous. And I know that as I'm preaching, some people, the lights are coming on. You're realizing, man, that's my problem. Yeah, it is. Because worldly music sympathizes with the flesh. It causes people to sympathize with their lower nature. It causes people to allow for their own ungodliness. It causes people to make room in their life for that which is wicked. It causes people to be dragged down by satanic forces that they can't understand. It causes people to be in agreement with demonic power. It causes people to let go of Jesus and walk off with the devil. It seduces people. And it's time to judge it. But there's people here tonight, this is not a salvation message, but Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. He died to set you free from your sins. He died so that you could have life and life more abundantly and he's here tonight and he wants to save your soul. And there's people here tonight, the best, the most wisest, the most cleverest thing you could do with your life, the smartest move you could make is to repent of your sin and give your life to Jesus right now because he loves you so much. He loves you more than you love yourself. The Bible says the hairs on your head are counted by God. He cares about you. He wants you in heaven. But he can't make you serve him. All he can do is send a preacher. How should I hear unless they are sent? How should I hear without a preacher? A preacher has to preach. I've preached tonight and you know that what I said is true. You can feel it in your spirit. It's time for you to respond. You want to get right with God? Lift your hand right now. Lift it up high above your head. Leave this demonic world behind. Serve God. Humble yourself before God. Let him help you. Let him save your soul. Let him pull you out of this darkness. You see, it takes courage to do this. But you need to find the courage to repent of your sin. Lift your hand and say yes to Jesus. There's hope only when you agree with the word of God. If you don't agree with the word of God, there's no hope for you. I sang that song, The Baby, and I said, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. You're going to bow before him anyway. You might as well do it now. Lift your hand. Lift up your hand. I see that hand. Anyone else? Lift up your hand tonight. Let Jesus touch you. Let him help you. Let him come into your heart. Let him save your soul. Let him give you a brand new start. Amen. Amen. There's another hand gone up. Amen. Other people. Lift your hand. There's people here. You need to do this. Amen. Is that a hand? Amen. Praise God. Jesus is not going to call you forever. Soon this world's going to be, it's going to be over. The Bible says the end of the world is nigh. There's marriage giving, marriage giving in marriage. There's, there's people going in and out, having fun. Doing, but suddenly, without remedy, the world's going to end. Lift your hand. Don't, don't go down with the ship. Get, save your soul. Get saved tonight. These people who lifted their hands, would you look at me? If you lifted your hand tonight, just look up at me. If you meant that, just come right now. If you meant that and you were honest and you were sincere and you lifted your hand tonight, just come. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. There were others tonight. If you lifted your hand, you was one of those others, you come. Amen. We're going to pray with you. Amen. Just come. Don't worry about what people think. 
or what they're going to say. Because when you stand before God, it won't matter then. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, it's sometimes difficult to judge the high places, but that's sometimes the thing that's holding you back. It's dictating the way you think, the way you dress, the way you act, the way you approach life. Your musical heroes are dictating your spirit. And it's time for that to end. We need to give everything to Jesus. He's a jealous God. Amen. Let's give him everything. These altars are open. Amen. If you feel convicted by what you heard tonight, you come. You find a place to pray. You recognize tonight that this is the very thing. This is the very issue. You come. You bring it before God and be honest with God and ask him for the strength. Amen. To just follow through on this decision tonight. Hallelujah. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and Amen. Now I fully know that there's some people you, you've got no intention of changing any of your music and that's up to you but there's others you made some good decisions and what's going to happen now is you're going to find that there's, a, there's more of a, a fluidity to your Christian walk. 
there's going to be a, a more of an upward curve in your thinking. You see, your mind is what I'm talking about. What goes in your mind is what's going to influence you. And some of you, you're going to be delivered. The way you think is going to be delivered. Because you're no longer allowing Satan to influence your mind through the music you're listening to. It's that simple. What we've done tonight is we've, we've stood up and said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to allow the devil to drag me down anymore. And it takes a strong commitment to do it. Because music ministers to our vanity, it ministers to our ego. It makes us feel good as we drive our car too fast down the road. Think about what music does. It ministers to your ego. But you see, when you worship God, you decrease. God increases. And some of you are going to find you, there's going to be an acceleration in your walk with God now because you've just basically judged the one thing that was holding you back. I only... I only I only preach this because I know how, how subtle the devil is. And a devil exposed is, is a devil defeated. Church, I want to say I really appreciate your hospitality. I really appreciate this church. I'm so grateful that there's a church in Las Vegas, Sin City, man. And there's a church, Holy Ghost, <laughs> right in the middle of it. And it's growing. And God is having his way in the middle of Sin City. This is a very precious thing, man, what you've got. Amen. Let's, let's give God praise as pastor comes. Amen. This is a very spiritual sermon, but it's very practical. And part of our problem is we live in a material world. So we kind of gauge everything in the material and we miss things in the spiritual. What you heard tonight will save your bacon if you apply it. If you listen, if you judge it, if you judge this stuff. And I'm just going to throw this into the mix. Uh, gotten loose around here with especially young people watching movies on your phones, on your computers. And it's the same thing. You're opening doors. Ah, them old farts, they just want to control us. No, we want to see you saved and make heaven 